0: Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Soporo, founder and financial advisor at New Street Advisors Group. We're continuing our Stock Market 101 series in our finance roundtable. One thing I wanted to talk about was myths surrounding the stock market. So I've heard a lot of different things from people when I have my conversations with clients or prospective clients about myths that I just wanted to, you know, take on head on and really explain to people more perspective, more context, so they can understand the stock market better, not feel as intimidated about the stock market. And one thing I always hear is the stock market equates to gambling, and that's just not true. And reminder, I'm speaking from a very biased perspective, someone that's been investing for over 10 years, for over a decade, uh, someone that you know makes compensation from helping people invest. Uh, so that's something you keep in mind. but. If you look at the stock market, and if you look at historical data, you know that the stock market does not equate to gambling. There's a great graphic that I actually saw on social media uh, that shows the S&P 500 and the percent of time held for your security that shows the probability of positive return. And if you look at it over a 20 year period, the probability of positive return from 1926 to 2015 in S&P 500 index, is 100%. So if you have a 20-year horizon and you're holding your securities for that long, it shows 100% probability of positive return. And so that kind of debunks any sort of notion that the stock market equates to gambling, right? That's definitely not the same thing. Um, and if you're looking at you know, any other metrics, you see you know, from 1968, the stock market has returned on a real return basis. That means including dividends, 10%. Since 1968, the S&P 500 was turned 10% to investors. So those are strong numbers that debunk any facts that, or any implications or myths that the stock market equates to gambling. Now, if you look at something, I, another thing I always hear is that the stock market is for you know, only people that are wealthy or, or rich people, and that's just another thing that's not true, right? The reason why invest is for another income source, passive income, to invest for the future, to save, and that's not exclusive to people that are wealthy or people that are well off. Obviously, the more investment that you have in, in the market, uh, the compound interest does its work um, in, a, in a compound effect when you have more funds in an investment account, but that doesn't exclude people. There's no reason why anyone can't get invested, that people cannot get started. There is no reason why if you have, you're starting with $100 or $500 or $500,000 that there's no barring features to getting yourself in the market and starting to you know, understand and experience more about the stock market. Another thing is people think that, you know. whenever I actually had an interesting conversation with a client about what they were invested in, that make sure you understand what you're investing in, making sure that you know all the facts and figures and you feel confident about what you're doing and you're not just going based on a headline that you've read. That's just definitely not the right way to invest, so I, I I've seen and heard, you know, clients or prospective clients tell me about something they read or a headline that they saw. And that's just not the way to go about investing. You don't go off of a headline. You actually do your research. You look at data. You look at historical data. You employ whatever strategy you use, whether it's fundamental analysis, technical technical analysis, to make your decisions when you're investing. You have to consider what time frame you're investing for. So that's another thing that people should consider, and also just Making sure that you have some sort of knowledge. More experience is good. Gaining experience, whether it's paper trading, whether it's doing different things, is very, very good for the long-term prospects of your investment portfolio. So that's another thing to consider. So that's all I wanted to touch on in the finance roundtable. I want it to be quick. I want it to be informative. Um, So our next guest on the podcast is Melissa Barker, who has started up a wonderful app called Phoenix. um, And she's gonna tell you guys a little bit more about it. But Phoenix is an app that creates a safe place for trauma-informed healing, and I, I, you know, really been enjoying one, you know, working with Melissa on some different things and really helping uh, the Phoenix team with what their big venture is that that they have going for them. Um, they're in an exciting place with a platform that I think is going to be really, really wonderful for a lot of people out there and fill a space that's much, much needed. Uh, so you're going to hear all about the app, all about what she's building, and you're going to definitely watch for her in the future So because I think what she's doing is really, really big. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Melissa. We have another great interview today. I'm here with Melissa Barker, who's actually traveling and doing a lot of stuff for an exciting, exciting um, app and, and web, and really, call a community is the best way to put it. Um, but you know, thank you, thank you for joining us, Melissa.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm totally happy to be here in Menlo Park, down the street from exactly. Facebook.
0: So, yeah, so you're traveling. You're doing a lot of work. <laughs> you know, we've been in contact for the last you know month or two, and really, you know, as founders, you know, we have a lot of connection on that. I know you. You're putting in a lot of work. Well, give us the people a little bit of background. I've talked about, you know, Phoenix. I want to dive into Phoenix, which is your, you know, your company that you're building. But give me a background to, you know, one yourself, what you're up to currently, how you got to building Phoenix. Um, that would be great to, for the people to hear that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Phoenix is a social impact startup I founded two years ago, and started it with the idea that we needed to figure out a way to empower survivors of sexual violence. Uh, I myself am a survivor and I was part of the pre me Too viral movement when, um, when students across different college campuses were raising awareness around sexual violence and filing lawsuits, um, all throughout the United States, uh, title IX suits Mm were filed around like 2014, 2015. So I was one of the the, I was actually at the time I was an alumni, but I was one of um, the 31 that filed a Title IX suit against UC Berkeley. So, had been in this space uh, with survivors and had seen just constantly uh, how hard it is to get access to healing, and uh, got to a point in my own healing journey where I was realizing, you know, this stuff is way too hard. There's there's no there's no there's no quick fix for healing no matter what, but like the path itself was so is so convoluted and confusing that I uh started getting my wheels turning and was like, okay, I'm from the Bay Area. We have some of the best technology in our backyard. I mean, like I said, I've got Facebook sitting around the corner from me in the park right now. Like, there's gotta be a way we can build an actual solution that can make trauma healing more accessible to survivors of sexual violence. And you know, started with essentially kind of this idea. Um, at the same time I was I was heavily in my doctorate program. And so uh I actually just became literally a, a, have a PhD in trauma healing. So I've just been like studying and researching and diving in and nerding out on all levels. Um, and then when everything happened uh with the Ford Kavanaugh hearings, I saw like this immediate like aha, uh-huh, yes, we do need this because crisis lines were, re- re- you know, recording a two hundred to seven hundred percent increase the day after mm. she spoke, and uh, they were turning people away. And I was like, "All right, we have to figure this out. Like this, this is this is a need." And so, um, twenty nineteen has eventually been me evangelizing Phoenix, and now in twenty twenty, here we are early twenty twenty, uh, we're at a very exciting jumping off point where we're actually putting the product together. And gearing up to go into beta.
0: That's that's one. Thank you for that background. I guess how much can you course. tell us about the product, right? Um, you know, how much can you tell us about the product? What is the product? What does the app or the company look like uh, for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So, you know, being in the valley, we we go stealth and we hide <laughs> a, lot, a lot of things and keep a lot of things close to the chest. So, um or close to the vest, so I'm going to, I'll give you what I can. I would say right now we're really looking at uh, really diving into having a community component for Phoenix. Um, we're really, we're looking at starting almost like a forums started space where people can come together and talk about healing and crowdsource what healing looks mm. like. We actually have a free Slack channel right now for anyone that feels like they want to be in that space and they just want to be talking about healing and have access to a community that's talking about healing but um, our vision for the beta is that we actually have that, that, that domain built out just for our users. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working really, really hard on the security side right now. Um, you know, a big, a big concern is, is how do you protect those yep. users, uh, especially when you're going to be so vocal about creating space for survivors of sexual violence. Like that, that's an immediate way to attract some yeah. predators. So we're talking actually to some startups in New York right now that are doing some incredible... Uh, high-level security stuff and looking at partnering. Uh, We also have a vision for the platform having almost like a telehealth Mm. component. So if someone needs a trauma-informed therapist or chooses that's a route they want to go, we want to be able to connect them from the comfort of their home. And uh, we're working with a startup actually here in Santa Clara that has some incredible video capacity that we're going to test out on the platform and uh, talking actually to a group of therapists right now in trauma-informed therapists in Los Angeles and the Bay Area uh, to to start piloting. Wow, that. that's
0: impressive. One thing I always liked about you is, you know, the ability to build. You know, when we first talked, you told me about you just got off a call with another individual where you built up, you know, kind of a partnership with that with that person, and you've done a great job of not only you know, building a great platform or in the process of building a great platform, but, you know, building strong partnership where it makes sense for Phoenix and for you, uh, where, you know, more people can hear about this platform, more people can get service and be served through it. So I think that's great. And then as the founder, you. you know, it's tough. Like we were just talking before, you know, we recording on <laughs> it. Things are tough. Yes. Uh, it's not always easy to build something when it's, you know, maybe your first venture, even it's your second venture, there's a lot of different things you have to maneuver through. Um, Talk to me a little bit about, you know, when it comes to capital raising and, or, you know, I know you're in the process right now of capital raising around and different things of that nature. How has that affected? What have you learned so far from that process?
1: Oh gosh. Um, It is, it's like the Mm -hmm. wild West. Like it is, it's pretty nuts. Um, We are specifically only raising angel. We, we know that we're not ready for venture yet. And we also are not, positive that we actually want to follow a venture model um, for numerous reasons. But uh, I have <laughs> met some very interesting angels. Um, we're we're trying to, we have a pretty strong list right now of people that are showing interest. You know, we want to get to the point where we can actually take them through an, a, a prototype. And so that's that's what we're, the team is pretty much heavily working on right now, saying, okay, how can we get something in someone's hand, even if it's like a very simple yeah. demo, because um, I think it's one thing to say we have this mission, we have this vision, and then the immediate question is how are you going to deliver yeah. on the promise? You know, which of course any good investor is going to ask you if they're <laughs> if they're investing yeah. wisely. So uh, we are in like the relationship building stage, I would say right now of our round. You know, meeting different angels, taking different meetings, having different conversations, sharing uh, the bigger vision. Uh, talking about some of the partnerships we're bringing in, Google actually being one that we're in early talks with right now, and showing, you know, that we're running super, super lean as a bootstrap startup, leveraging every partnership we can. But uh, if we get the right right investment, we know we can just take this take this all the way. Um, but but it's, like I said, it's the Wild mm-hmm. West. I mean, it's it's every, every mental game, an obstacle you could ever think of a founder playing with himself. You, you go into when you're raising, um, asking for money is weird (laughs) for me. I'm just not one of those people. That's really good at being like, just give me money. (laughs) Um, and I know that's a skill set that people have. Uh, so it pushes me outside my comfort zone a lot, but at the end of the day, you know, the idea is we've got this bigger mission, this vision, and frankly it's going to take capital to get there. So, um, I'm doing my own inner work around like shame around money mm-hmm. and like being an entrepreneur entrepreneur that needs capital, which frankly, like all entrepreneurs yeah. do like not, unless you're, you know, independently wealthy, like you're going to have to get to this stage where you ask mm-hmm. for capital. Uh, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of living in the space of vulnerability, not only while building Phoenix, but while, while raising for Phoenix and, um, it's it's I constantly say this has got to be the hardest job I've mm. ever had. And I I chose it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as a person, but um, you know, it's uh it's it's a wild ride. no that's
0: a good point. I think you brought up a lot of good points there about, you know, the vulnerability and it being something really tough, but you know, from our conversations you're navigating it and like you know, just with, you know, founding support and obviously your platform is offering support and trauma-informed healing um, as founders. I'm sure there's things we can look up that would help with the support and help us feel. But I mean, you have kind of those conversations and we really are able to kind of, you know, it's good to bounce ideas off someone and hear from uh, another person as you're building something because it can be, you know, obviously, like you said, a tough, tough venture, but something that I fully believe you're going to be able to, you know, accomplish. Um Thank you. And then, yeah, I guess one thing, so we kind of talked about the background where we're currently at, big picture goal, let's talk 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you know, obviously Phoenix is built and, you know, you're, you're kind of doing great things. Is there anything else that you're kind of looking at in that realm and you're talking about big long-term picture?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my big vision for Phoenix is that we are built for the everyday user, um, Phoenix could, I want Phoenix to be able to sit anywhere and everywhere, uh, everything from wearables. So, you know, you could have your watch and say, hey, Phoenix, I'm feeling isolated. And in that moment, you're routed to real-time resources and, and support uh, to actual, like, like experiences. I, I would love a healing summit that goes nationwide, you know, that has, like, this beautiful high-touch self-care component to it uh, where we can really show how beautiful mm. healing is and people can actually experience that in real time and get real resources and build in person, you know, IRL community. Uh, and then big, big vision. Like we're talking Phoenix is, is banging thriving. I'm happy with her. She's, she's just killing it in the yeah. market and I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, maybe an acquisition, yeah. you know, of course, that's always a conversation you think about as a, um, or something you think about as a, as an entrepreneur, but I would always want to make sure that the vision and the mission are are kept uh, pure at its core. You know that again, this is for the everyday user. It's to make access to the healing more accessible. It's to normalize that type yeah. of healing. And then, you know, I dream about the day where I go from founder to funder. Mm-hmm. You know, because I will never forget what it is like to sit <laughs> in this seat, asking people for money and having a vision and yeah. believing in it with everything you have and thinking. Am I insane? <laughs> um, I would love to one day, you know, d- down the road, be able to pay it forward to other founders. No, yeah,
0: we talked about this because um, I, you know, mentioned the Trust Mercy movie and really the the delusional belief is, in yeah. yourself and what you see. Uh, but no, you're not insane. I really, it's really fair that people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm clearly telling you you're not insane. But, um, <laughs> We really have to have an evolution of belief in ourselves, especially as people are starting their own venture. When there's so many people, things, or people that can kind of try to knock you off track, you really, really, really have to believe in that confidence. I have no issues with confidence, <laughs> so <am> I, I'm I'm <laughs> you're way, good to go, yeah. But um, you know, I am, but, um, and you also you're building something great, and the confidence is there, and it's you keep continuing to grow. Um, so I love, I love that. Thank you. And a fun, kind of a fun question, I guess, what is kind of the the most excitable or fun thing about this—I know there's a lot of ups and downs as far as the journey. Yeah. But there's got to be some fun <laughs> things, and you know, as you look at you know the most fun experience or kind of the fun things you've learned or best things you've learned, kind of through this uh, through this founding experience.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's amazing. Like I've met so many incredible <laughs> humans along this path. Like when I, you know, I really the vision for phoenix came out of like pure heartbreak like me out of like just complete deep deep depression and sadness and feeling so isolated in my healing journey um but then when i had that internal shift where i started investing in my own healing i saw just the the returns on it tenfold and it's been so incredible to then say okay I, i not only like am living it and have lived it i'm now sharing it with the world and I'm always blown away by people that want to meet me. Yes. Um, and they're usually like really, really cool people. I mean, some of them are weird, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're usually really just amazing humans. And I'm just, I just feel so fortunate that I get to have these incredible experiences and conversations um, with all people from all walks of life. And, uh, it, you know, even like, you know, as I'm gearing up to be at this, um this conference over the next few days, I know it's going to be a, highly in, uh, extroverted yeah. time for me. Um, but I just, I already know I can feel it in the air. Like, all right, there's gonna be some cool people that come out of this. There's gonna be some cool experiences. And those are those are the the moments that I need to like write down in a journal, mm-hmm. right? And, and keep track of um, because that's just, it's, it's so, I feel so fortunate that that gets to be a part of my daily work life, you know, my regular work life. Even through the highs and the lows, um, there's just, there's really... Genuine, incredible connection being built. No, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's
0: that's an important thing is to remember the journeys you mentioned. Journaling it, remember this journey, like yeah. I, I, I love that we're recording this because you're gonna look back and just be like, wow, what have you know, kind of what have I done in this past? So what have what have you and your team done in the past? You know, as you look back at it, three, four years down the line. So I'm loving that one, and and really just you know keeping that in perspective because it's it's a journey, but you gotta love it. Um, so yeah, Melissa, um, so really thank you for you know spending time um and really um i think we're all kind of everyone's kind of behind you on this on this venture but we really appreciate you uh kind of spending time and dropping in
1: thank you thank you so much for all your time and your energy and your support too appreciate it so much on giving us that east coast of love course. <laughs> i
0: love it, of course,
1: man. Be, I love it. <laughs> i'm due in new york but i just i can't come out until it's warmer i don't know I don't know how you all do that snow thing that you do. I, yeah,
0: I, I <laughs> tolerate it because I feel like New York is the best city. I do love LA and I, I, you have to show me the yes. bay because I'm not.
1: I have to show you the bay. Yeah, I'm
0: not a, I, I, a handful of visits. I wasn't that sold, but you know, hopefully Bay listeners don't kill me on this. But, oh
1: no. <laughs> no, I'm a native Bayerian. We're going to show you the exactly. proper bay and we're going to do I it right. So
0: <laughs> we will have to set that up.
1: Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I know the team would love to meet you um, and it'd be fun to have
0: you out here. So of course, well, I-
1: it's, it's 72 degrees right now. and sunny. I'm just going to put that out
0: there. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> one. I am jealous. I need to run outside. I have not been. <laughs> so, um, one, well, thank you. And we'll be we'll be keeping up with uh, what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for everything. And good best of luck with the podcast, too. Yes. Yes. Thank you.